Have you learnt your lesson to pee after sex now? <laughs> yes, very much so. We'll send you to the ER. No, but I was thinking back on the past three years, like, lost mom, went through a breakup, like, lots of bad things were happening, but I was learning lessons through all of those as well. So Tuesday was meant to be my first day of, like, really good things happening to me. And I go to the ER and I'm in hospital for, like, 24 hours. Welcome to Overdrinks, your new favourite podcast with the sisters you didn't know you needed. Welcome back to another episode, siblings. <laughs> Lost with a high energy. <laughs> well, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Every time we turn on the mics, the energy is high, the vibes are eyes are rolling into the back of your head yeah. every time. My eyes were closed. No, they weren't. Your eyes were open. But when my eyes are closed, <laughs> I, see I see you for what you truly are. And that is ugly. <laughs> I love it. I actually just watched that again the other night. She's right. a man if you don't get the reference. It's a classic. It's a classic. So good. Channing Tatum is so hot. He's so hot. He's so cute in that movie we watched the other night as you well. You know he's only 6'1"? That's tall for an actor. Yeah. I reckon true. he's not even 6'1". He's probably 6'1". Maybe he's not. Maybe I'm making this up. Maybe he's 5'11". He's way shorter than I thought he was. Because in that movie, he's not that much taller than Amanda Bynes. So I looked up how tall he is. I think Actually, she's I think kind of tall. Actually, I think he's 181, which means he's 4 centimetres taller than me. I'm 181. Channing Tatum, what's up? I am Channing Tatum. <laughs> I knew there was something about you. No one has worked it out. <laughs> I've been waiting for someone to realise for all these years and no one has realised that me and Channing Tatum are the same person. You know, I've never this seen you in the same place at the same time. Has anyone seen me and Channing Tatum in the same room? I don't think so. Because we're the same person. We're both 181 centimetres. <laughs> Still an explanation. I love it. All right. So today we're going to do a little fun one. Jokes, oh, jokes. I'm joking, 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 joking. Had to. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Jokes are coming. We're doing another advice from your sisters episode, which we love to do. We love just shelling out advice. <laughs> Unwarranted. Yeah. Well, it's completely, it, I was going to say unsolicited advice, but it is solicited. You guys, we solicited and you guys sent in questions. Is that what it is? <laughs> or you solicited us? Someone was solicitating somewhere. Somewhere. So, soliciting? I don't know. Alright, so you guys sun Before we get into that though, I want to talk about my whirlwind away. I know, we're gonna talk about that. I was just explaining what the episode is. Yes. So I spent a night in hospital. Oh my god. I was kind of sick on, okay, so I had a UTI last week and I get UTIs all the time, so I didn't think much of it, thought it went away, but then there was just like other symptoms that she were She actually lingering. is like queen of UTIs. It's not a good thing to be a queen of. <laughs> I thought it was. I was like, guys, she is <laughs> the queen of UTIs. Don't no, come at her for that but title. But I keep trying to talk to like my doctors about it and I'm like, how do I? And they're like, girl, you should be proud. You're the queen of UTIs. <laughs> anyway, and they like tell me all these stupid things that don't work. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You guys don't know anything. So I think I'm actually going to book in to see a guy I know and be like, what's going on? Yeah. Let's sort this out. Anyway, had a UTI. I thought the UTI kind of went away, but it obviously didn't. And then I just started getting really bad, like abdominal and back pain. And then on Monday, that was pretty bad. But like, I didn't have any of the normal UTI symptoms, like 
painful urination and then on tuesday woke up fine went to the gym was completely fine and then by like 10 a.m i was like i feel really weird and i was really achy and i was like i guess i went to the gym this morning so it's probably just that and then i started getting really fevery and you know when you've got that really bad fever that like if you move your head too quickly your whole brain hurts oh my god yeah and like the back of your eyes and i was like okay this is not good so oh, like the back of your eyes that's what's been happening yeah, to me. yeah. maybe to... you've got this anyway <laughs> and then for my very unexpected i was working from home so for my lunch break i had like a nap like a half hour nap and then when i woke up i was like i feel terrible like and also the fact that i napped i can never nap so i obviously must have been sick and then i was like i'm going to go to the medical center and just work from the medical center while i wait so i did that went in and saw her and she was just so blase about she's like yeah it just sounds like a uti blah blah blah. um maybe do a urine sample and we'll check to make sure that there's an infection and i was like yeah okay but like my back's really sore and i've got fevers i've never had that from a uti before and she checked and i had a fever of in the medical center i had a fever of 30 7.6 or something like that and then when we went home it got up to 38.9 or something and Jeez. I was like okay and then she was like just keep an eye she gave me like some UTI antibiotics and she was like keep an eye on it if your fevers and everything gets worse go to the hospital end up going to the hospital we're waiting for so long there were so many people in there and then they took like a urine sample and took my bloods and stuff and then they like called me back in they're like okay so we think you're gonna have to stay overnight <laughs> it's like it's a kidney oh, infection and I was like sick and Faith and Bridget came with me and they're being so cute they were just waiting there with me and then the nurse was like you guys should probably go home because she's gonna have to stay in overnight and I, I was felt like, so bad because the next oh, day I saw God. I had a, a message from you being yeah. like well because I didn't want to scare you awake. because I didn't know how serious it was at that point but I, you know when you just tell with yourself I was like this is not normal like I don't feel okay and then I I think because I was so delirious and sick and tired as well I wasn't really like processing what was going on but initially they took me into this back room as soon as they took me away from the girls they took me into this back room where it was just people on the recliner chairs not the back room and there was the no hospital. lights on there and there was like these three old old men attached to drips <laughs> they were asleep it's and like snoring the final moments <laughs> yeah. room I was like this is terrifying and there was a guy next to me with his arm in a sling that was like hanging up and he just kept complaining about everything he was like close to my age and I think he also kind of wanted to chat while he was in there and I was like no airpods in world off and then they attached me to a drip and they immediately put like antibiotics into me and I was like this is terrifying and then she came in after 40 minutes and I was kind of just like watching a movie on my phone this is also like 3am by this I point best, I bet you did not expect that this is where this was no. gonna end up when you just like went to the medical center Seriously. with the UTI and then she came in after the beeper thing went off and she was like, okay, I'm going to move you into a bit more of a comfortable room now. And I was like, okay. And then she like fully took me into like a hospital bed. I was like, looks like I'm in for the long run. Oh, <laughs> and then put me on a drip of like just fluids. To, oh, she also did this like salt water thing to like flush. She said it like flushes through and she did that and I could feel it going through my veins. And then there was this guy that was like a few beds down for me because it was like that big room where you've just got like the curtains closing yeah. you, but like I had a big room and then I could just hear him like writhing around in pain. His name was Tony. I was oh, well aware like, of that. Tony, come down, Tony. Tony, open your eyes. Open your eyes. We need to give you more medication. Tony, open your eyes. And I was like, this is by now 4am. And oh, I was like, Tony, do everyone a fucking favor and open Open those eyes. I want to go to sleep. And then I was like, Four this times. is so weird. Mum died upstairs. I'm here by yeah. myself. This is a lot. But then I was just like, I'm so exhausted by now. And then I was falling asleep, but I had the cannula in my arm. So they'd keep coming in to like change over between like antibiotics and just like 
hydrating me through it. Yeah. So then they'd keep coming in. I had my AirPods into sleep so that I couldn't hear everyone around me. And she'd come in and she'd obviously start like playing with it. And I'm like asleep. So I'd like wake up in a panic and be yeah. like, what the fuck's going on? She's like, Where sorry, Chloe, I'm just, I'm just changing a thing. She did like three times. I had the exact same reaction every time. She's probably like, can this chick calm down? She knows what I'm doing. But it's because sure I wasn't like fully used to a lot worse yeah, though. Exactly. Anyway, and then I get woken up. I only would have slept for like an hour and a half max. And then oh I get woken God. up to my like curtains being opened and just like 10 women nurses standing there with clipboards all looking at me. And I was like, morning. And they were like, hi. And they're like, this is Chloe. She's 26. And I was like, oh my God, they're like, <laughs> Well, like that's what house? I thought at first, but no, that's what I thought that they were like. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, how bad is this? <laughs> like, so what's do... your medical opinion on this? Yeah, group surgery on you or something? <laughs> no, it was changing from the night shift to the morning shift. So they just had to all run through all of us that were in the emergency oh, section. Right. They didn't have to like emergency amputate or something. No, I'd still have both my kidneys, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah, <imagine. laughs> it's like, you know. Charlie the Unicorn, when he's like, <laughs> he wakes up and he's like, damn it, they took my kidney. <laughs> That's what happened to me. Yeah, and then I was just in hospital for a little bit. Yeah, and then I got let yeah. out in the afternoon. It was great. Loved ah. it for me. And then I had one of those little medical bracelets that said like, I fully have like a discharge note as well, like what my medical reason for being in there was. There's an actual name for what it was because it's like the there's inflammation of my tubes that lead to my kidney and then my yeah. kidney is infected as well. So. I was looking it up and like how you get one and stuff and they said because like the female body is different, like it's way more common, like six times more common or something That's for girls to get it. That's what they all saying in the hospital, yeah. Because the, yeah, the little passage, the tube between your kidney and your bladder is like way shorter than in <gasps> males or something. So Evolution stitching us up we don't have enough anyway so that was kind of fun that was a good week love that for me i had to have two days off work the funny thing about it as well is that bridget and i like really into like horoscopes and stuff and i've gotten more into it since i've been friends with her and on so this was on tuesday on monday night she was like oh my god she saw this tiktok about how do you believe in horoscopes I think it's fun to believe in. I don't know if I 100% believe in, but I feel like... Don't you reckon, though, that you could read any horoscope for any star sign? Yes, but if you do your full, like, star sign, moonstein... Um... Moonstein, <laughs> sunstein... Epstein. <laughs> and all those, like, rising and all that kind of stuff. I just think it's fun to believe in. Yeah. I don't, like, religiously believe in it. Uh. But anyway... So, on the 7th of March, Saturn moved out of Aquarius. We're losing so many listeners right <laughs> no. now. Wait, it's funny. It's funny. On the 7th of March, Saturn moved out of Aquarius into Pisces for the first time in three years, which affected all fixed signs, which is Taurus, Leos, Scorpios, and Aquariuses. Thick and signs? So, fixed Oh, fixed. Right. Okay. They described the past three years with Saturn in Aquarius for fixed signs as pain, suffering, and lesson learning, but also blessings because Saturn blesses you with good things after you have learned a lesson. Have you learned your lesson to pee after sex now? <laughs> yes, very much so. We'll send you to the ER. No, but I was thinking back on the past three years, like lost mom, went through a breakup, like lots of bad things were happening, but I was learning lessons through all of those as well. So Tuesday was meant to be my first day of like really good things happening to me. And I go to the ER and I'm in hospital for like 24 hours. So, so it's not true, is it? Maybe not. But <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Yes. Pee after sex. Well, I don't know if you have learned your lesson. You've ended up in hospital this time, so hopefully you have. But all the other times I'm always like, Chloe, are you peeing after sex? Are you peeing after sex? And you're always like. I usually do. You always say that, but then obviously not. Whatever. 
The other thing that I thought was really weird about hospital was like when the male doctors would come in, they would ask me like questions and stuff. And there was this really cute Scottish doctor who was probably like in his mid thirties. He was really short. Love. And, (laughs) (laughs) and he was like asking me all these questions and he was like so nice and all this kind of stuff. But he kept referring. He's like, do you have any pain in your tummy? And I was like, tummy. "Mm, Don't call it a tummy. And he's like, okay, when I press your tummy here, does that hurt? (laughs) I was like, don't be touching my tummy. Don't be calling calling it a tummy. Like, and then the next male doctor that came in just before I got discharged, he also was like, and do you still have any pain in your tummy? <laughs> and I was like, why? Why are you both calling it a tummy when all the female nurses were calling it a stomach? And like, do you still have any abdominal and pain? And they're like, doctors, they're only medicine yeah. as well. It's like, so are weird. you looking down on me because yeah. I'm a young woman? Yeah. You have a sore tummy. Mm. You're weakling. Mm, tummy pain. But yeah, they were really nice. The first doctor was like lovely and so thorough. Like he was asking me all this kind of stuff. And then he was like, and how long since your last period? Because I just want to rule out. Like, and I was like, I'm on and period And was your now. tummy bloated when you had your last period? <laughs> and how did your tummy feel? Well, they all What's thought... your tummy star sign? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that Saturn returning can affect your tummy. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> but yeah, I was on my period in the hospital. So definitely not pregnant. Oh, and then on my discharge notes, they did like all these different tests for pregnancies. Oh, my God. And they were like, all these things that they tested for, it was like, whether I'm one to two weeks pregnant, prior to one week pregnant, and within four weeks pregnant tests. And I didn't know they were all different tests, but oh yeah. God. And they all said yes. They all said positive. So, <laughs> yeah, lots of exciting babies. guys. <laughs> this hard to tell the world. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Okay. All right, shall we? So what are we drinking, Chloe? So close. <laughs> so close. What are we drinking? We've got some little Aperol spritzies tonight. Spritzies. Going down a treat in this hot weather. Just very aesthetically pleasing too. And it's very on brand for every drinks as well, the orange. Orange. Orange <laughs> on orange on orange on orange. Cheers. Cheers. Let's get into the questions and scenarios now. Okay. Number one. Tips on being confident in your own skin. You two are confident in the most beautiful way. Aww. In the most, in the most beautiful, beautiful way. way. That makes me even more confident. <laughs> it's a double compliment. <laughs> well, first of all, I think it's something that comes with age, definitely. Yeah. In my experience, I was really, really, I've said it a million times, but I was really shy and insecure when I was growing up. I remember mum used to literally say that she thought I had body dysmorphia because I just like hated myself, hated the way I looked. And then as I got older, I just got a little bit more confident. And I think I actually especially got a lot more confident after she passed away. Not immediately. <laughs> she used to bring you down all the time. No, but I think I loved how much she always, she just like, there was nothing ever wrong with me. She just thought that I was like amazing and like the most beautiful thing ever. So and you I just, wanted to honor her. Yeah. And I just way. wanted to see myself how she saw me. I think also if you go through something sometimes, not always, but if you go through something like losing your mum and dealing mm. with it, you can surprise yourself with how strong you are in those mm. situations. And sometimes that builds confidence as well. Mm. So maybe like kill your mum. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. But like that may be why it was after she passed away that you became more confident as well, because you were like, wow, I'm actually way more capable than I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah, you know? 100%. I also think in the confidence part, because I was so shy, I couldn't talk to people. When I started working and like getting a job and you have to put yourself outside of your comfort zone and talking to yeah, people like that you don't situations. really know, yeah, yeah. that kind of built my confidence a lot as well. But I also think we've spoken about this before, like the positive delusion. Like yeah. you don't know what other people are saying about you. 
or thinking about you. So why are you just immediately assuming that it's always negative things? Yeah. Like if you, you have to kind of like let go of that burden of caring about what other people think mm, and just like, I've don't done that a lot lately it. and I'm so, so much more confident. And like, just catch yourself whenever you're doing it and just be like, yeah. it doesn't really matter what other people think. Yeah. And the way that you speak to yourself in your brain as well, if you're like, oh my God, I look so stupid in this outfit. Like, yeah. why am I wearing this? My hair looks dumb tonight. Or if you're like hyping yourself up in the mirror. Exactly. Like, that's oh what God, I was going to say. My makeup looks so nice tonight. I look really good. Or like, this outfit fits me so well. Stuff yeah. like that. If it's something that you actually want to change about yourself as well, like you don't like being not confident and you want to become more confident, you actually need to put in work and do the practice. If it's something that you struggle with, some people are more naturally confident than other people. But if it's something that you want to improve on, and this is so cliche, but it's a cliche because it works. Mm. Talk to yourself and treat yourself like you're your best friend, your own best friend, not your worst enemy, like so many people do. Mm. We don't want to be our own worst critic. It was like what we're talking about. I think it was a narcissist episode. And one of the doctors said everyone has like their own inner critic inside them, but they need their own bodyguard. So you kind of need your own inner cheerleader as well, or your Mm. own best friend inside you as well to be like, even if you do have a negative thought to like catch yourself and like, you know, flip it. Yeah, and just like try and flood your your mind with as much positivity to try and drown out some of the negativity. And the more that you do mm. that, it's like the five and five that we talk about as well. Yeah. You can do that every day or whatever. Well, even when you first started doing that with me, I remember it took me so long to get through any of them. Yeah, and I really struggled with it. Whereas now, now when you, you just try and do it, I'm like straight away. Yeah, hit me. I also think your surroundings make a big part in this. And I was going to totally. say, when I was really insecure in high school, I used to always listen to like emotional music and watch all those like sappy, sad love movies yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Whereas now it's like, there's enough sad shit that I have to be sad about in life. Yeah. So now all the music that I listen to, it's all like fun, upbeat, happy music. All the movies I watch are like And even like confidence and, like, inducing music. Like, you yeah. know, like if you're a girl listening to stuff like Beyonce, Dua Lipa, yeah, like well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, um, listen to like Nelly Furtado, Megan The Stallion, Anna yeah. Ross, Rihanna, all those kind of things before you go out on night out. Like, yeah. listen to Man Eater by Nelly Furtado before yeah. night out. It can be a theme song. Yeah, how much better your night is than if you're listening to like Adele. Yeah, Adele's all right because she's a bit of a queen as well, but it's a bit sad. It's very sad. Also, going on from that, your environment, like surrounding yourself with people that make you feel good about yourself as well. Yeah. If you find that when you're hanging around certain people or certain people in your life are making you feel worse about yourself, that's a huge sign that you need to change something as well. Like that's not going to – if someone's just putting you down all the time, that's going to start to seep in and you're going to start feeling shit about yourself. You need to step away from those people or just try and surround yourself with more and more and more positive people that make you feel amazing about yourself. Mm. Agree. And just your environment in general. Like if you're in an environment that makes you feel shit or makes you feel yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, your workplace, and yeah. stuff like that. Exactly. Because I think at the end of the day, confidence has a huge impact on our happiness. And so yeah. you do need to prioritize it a little bit. And if it is something that you struggle with, do something to change it. Agree. All right, next question. I've just found out that my boyfriend, currently still together, and a good friend of mine, not best friends, but in the same friendship group, slept together just before we became exclusive. I don't know what to do. As far as I'm aware, only a couple of people know about it and I haven't brought it up with either of them yet. How do I approach it? Do I have the right to be angry since we weren't technically exclusive at the time? 
Oh, this is a good one. That is a good one. I don't think you have the right to be angry, but it also depends on the circumstances. It d- like, depends. Were you seeing each other when they slept together? And, and did, did she both know? Of them know? Yeah. Like, did he know that she was your friend? Did she know It could know be that- a totally different situation if maybe you weren't as close with the girl at the time. Now you're really close. How long they've been together? Oh, it doesn't say how long they've been together, but maybe you weren't as close with the girl and she didn't know that you guys were a thing or mm. like it was, you'd only been on like one date or hooked up once or something. You haven't like been like seeing each other and dating for a long time. She wasn't aware he wasn't aware that you guys were close friends Mm. that would be way less bad than if you guys had been like seeing each other steadily for a while but you just weren't exclusive she's one of your good friends and she knows that you're seeing him he knows that she's one of your good friends and then they do it anyway and then they've like almost like hid it from you but (laughs) you said hit it hit it from the back back. (laughs) and then you know they've almost hit it from the back from the front, <laughs> hit it from the side. Well, if they hit it from the back, it's not that bad because he could have just been picturing that it was Yeah, this exactly. So maybe he was trying to be Yeah, low. ask what position they were doing. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Okay, so that kind of, um, you'll know these answers. It's one of those things like, because like, there's two different situations. There's a relationship with the friend and there's a relationship with the boyfriend. If the relationship with the boyfriend is 10 out of 10 strong, you're so happy, you don't have any trust issues over this, everything's going really well. Same with the friend. If you have really, really strong friends, you know she actually has your back. She's not out there trying to like slyly get with him or anything Mm. or like he's like a toxic friend. She's a great friend. If both of those relationships are great and it's not something that's like really playing on your mind, you've just found out, you can kind of logically realize that you weren't exclusive, blah, blah. It's not that big of an issue. I don't think morally or anything you have to say anything. I think Mm. you can just kind of like let it slide, be aware of that, but know that it would cause more drama to bring it up than not. Mm. But if it's going to play on your mind and you can't get past it, you probably do need to bring it up. Otherwise, it's just going to cause more issues down the line. You might be all out together and suddenly like you have too much to drink and you suddenly see that they're talking. Yeah, exactly. Another thing as well, though, is if he did know and he did sleep with your new friends knowing that you guys were friends and your relationship isn't even that great and you've already got issues and maybe the friend is a shit friend toxic doesn't make you feel good about yourself is constantly knew that dating but knew that, yeah exactly and like is always doing that to you then maybe you need to call them both out and so it kind of depends on the situation mm. i think at the end of the day though it is a bit weird that your friend would sleep with someone that you were seeing just like if it was literally just before you became exclusive but i think you just need to weigh up the pros and cons is it worth ruining both of these relationships by bringing it up mm. Or on the other hand, though, it's like it is kind of good if it's going to be weighing on your mind and you feel like you just have a conversation and be like, look, I don't want to break up. I just only found out about this now. Can you just like let me know? Did you know that we were good friends? Yeah. Like, how did this happen? If you need, if you're never going to be able to get over it and yeah. you want to stay friends with them, stay in a relationship with them, but you need to kind of get around it, maybe that. But otherwise, I don't know. What do you reckon? That's a hard one. There's just like so much. Yeah. It depends how good the relationship is as well. Like- yeah. That's what I mean. Like, is it worth it? Yeah. Come up with a pros and cons list. You can even send us the pros and cons list if you want, and we can work it out from there. But I would say it totally depends on how good both of these relationships are. I think pros and cons. Pros and cons are. Miles loves a good pros and cons I do. list. <laughs> Whenever we're trying to work something, I'm like, okay, girl. I was trying to. I was trying to drive us to the city to go oh out God, on the weekend. <laughs> And I really wanted to drink, but I was trying to do dry march and I was trying to save money. And then she was like, do a pros and cons list. And I was like, mm-hmm. you did. I did. And it solved it. Actually, okay. I was still kind of tossing it. And then Elise sent a quote and that got me. That was our it. quote from our own Instagram. You know that? Was it? Yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing about that is that I had used that exact quote to try and get her to come out a few weeks ago and she didn't come out. <laughs> Lol. I have a much... Yeah, know your audience, know your um, audience. Yeah. So good.
All right, next question. Tips for what to do when you're worried your sister is turning into a pirate. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, that's not what I have. <laughs> Lol. My first point here is make her walk the plank. <laughs> 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 She's actually written this in her notes. <laughs> oh my wow. god, you beautiful. Well, whoever wrote in that question, you know, I really feel for you because that must be hard. <laughs> it must be really traumatizing. Your sister slowly turning more and more into a pirate. Arr, come on, <laughs> come on, my hearty. All right, this is the real question now. <laughs> How do I become more confident in my sexuality? I thought it was going to be like another, how do I become more confident? (laughs) How do I become more confident in my sexuality? I'm not a prude, but I get so awkward talking about sex. You guys talk about it so openly. I love this question. Love that. I think you need to think about why talking about sex makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Did you, okay, often I was thinking about this and oftentimes that you have something that you feel shame around or you feel awkward around. It's because of like a past event that like you felt you were shamed. Just like this exact situation, you spoke about sex one time and someone like judged you for it or something. Oh, why are you yeah. doing that? And then suddenly you felt like really awkward ever bringing it up again. That could be why. I don't know. But first of all, yeah, we do talk about it openly, but we, some may argue that we talk about it too openly, like blasting it publicly to the whole world on a podcast. <laughs> so you don't need to quite live up to like our, our standards of talking, talking about, about it openly. It? We still get awkward sometimes. I remember like not that long ago, it was like an ask us anything and it asked us our favorite sex position or something. I know. And we I both think so awkward. since then though, we've fully done like a one yeah, exactly. how we talk about our sex life. I just think that like guys talk about this stuff all the time and it's so socially acceptable for them. Why can't girls talk about it it's like a huge part of life Mm. and it's natural it is natural and it's how like we're all alive it's how we're all walking the earth right now is because two people had to have sex for us to get here i would say if you have some girlfriends that you're close with because like a lot of the time we talk about sex all the time with our girlfriends really Mm. openly and stuff but i've heard that a lot of people don't talk about that with their friends and sometimes it's just because you've never done it before Mm. and someone just needs to like rip the band-aid off and then you all start opening up because it's something that you're all doing Mm. just know your audience Go in to a group that you feel comfortable with, like like-minded friends that aren't going to judge you. Don't talk to someone that's like a bit of a prude themselves or whatever. Yeah. Talk or to like your grandparents. Yeah, exactly. Don't go in. Yeah, exactly. So, Nan, what's your favorite position? <laughs> yeah. Do you like to hit it from behind? This <laughs> <laughs> is granddad. Hit I feel it from like behind? my group started talking about it really young, like in high school. Yeah. Way before any of us were actually having sex. I remember yeah. we used to talk about it in like year seven, eight. I just think it's such a fun topic. And it's also really beneficial as well because you learn things, well, now that I'm older, but yeah. you learn things that, like, your friends are doing, experiences they've and had. And you feel a lot more normal and stuff as well talking about this yeah. stuff. Because anything that goes kind of unspoken about or could be seen as, like, more of a taboo topic, if you don't talk about it, sometimes you do feel, like, awkward about it or you start to feel like there's something wrong with you or you're doing something different or you're not sure what, like, what the normal thing is, mm. normal in quotation marks, but... Yeah, so I think talking about it with your girlfriends first. Also, like listening to podcasts like this where other people are talking about it openly, mm. watching shows where they talk about it openly, the sex lives of college girls. Yeah. Sex, and sex in the city, anything where you see like positive. Bold Actually, I, I'm assuming this is a girl that's sent this in. It doesn't say, but yeah, like confident female role models that are talking about sex empoweringly and openly and all of those things can help. 
doesn't just have to be you talking about it. You can be listening to other people talking about it and learning that way. And the more that you're kind of exposed to that, the less scary it becomes and the less awkward it becomes. Yeah. So, yeah, just keep listening to our podcast, basically. (laughs) How do you be there for your best friend, even when the person they're dating sucks? This is a good one. This is a hard one. It's a good one. one. It's a hard one and it's something that happens a lot. It happens a lot. And I think... I think it's really hard, but at the end of the day, you kind of have to realize, unless it's like literally abusive or there's like, it's causing them harm. Sometimes you just have to support them and be there for them and let them work, let them themselves. work it out themselves because there's only so much you can do. They're going to make their own decisions anyway. You just have to be there. You know, you can subtly give them advice. Mm. you know sound well thought out advice that you know you want to be with someone that treats you right you want to be with someone that you can trust it depends like why yeah, they suck that's what i was gonna say like are they a shit person or are they just a bit like lame and yeah. a bit different to your best friends you're like oh you guys aren't fitted yeah but if they're genuinely a shit person or they're doing shit things all the time you have to approach it in a really like genuine and sincere way instead of just being like why the fuck are you with this guy he's such yeah. a fucking loser like, yeah You've got to be more graceful about it. Exactly. And come from like an actual loving place instead of just being like, no, this guy's a loser. Like you're wasting exactly. your time. That just makes people feel judged and like, and unsupported and the, like they can't And then come they feel like, you. yeah, they can't talk to you about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then, mm. you know, you're not, you can't be there for them. And then you're kind of distancing yourself with them. Yeah. And you don't you might want lose that. your friendship. Yeah. So it sucks and it's really hard. But like we said, if it is abusive, like I don't know what sucks means. Emotionally abusive as well. Yeah, emotionally abusive, physically abusive. It's causing them harm. They're like a shell of themselves. They're upset all the time. It's super toxic and you can see it. You just have to like be really, like Chloe was saying, really like gentle with it and... You know, it's just say like it's coming from a place of love. If you want to stay with this person, you have my full support. But I just feel like this isn't the right person for you. They're bringing out the worst in you or mm. blah, 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 that kind of thing. Yeah. It depends, again, what the actual problem is. But. And you want to make sure that you're like aware of what their reaction might be. Because if they're just going to snap on you and be like, fuck you. Exactly. And completely shut you out. Yeah. Like, again, I feel like I've said this 12 times this episode, but know your audience. If you're talking yeah. to a highly sensitive person over someone that's really cool, calm and collected and takes criticism, fine. It's mm. a completely different conversation. Okay. Next one. Tips on great friendships. All right. Cute. The best tips that I can give is number one, you want to have friends that I don't think it's necessary to be exactly the same as your friends, Hmm. but you want to have at least interests in common or values in common or, you know, life situation in common, human in humor, humans, (laughs) you're both humans. (laughs) Don't make sure all your friends are a goodness. Yeah, exactly. Although that would be kind of cool. If they could talk, that would be better. That would be sick. Um, But yeah, you have to put in as much effort as they're putting in as well. Yeah. And you want to You want make... to be the kind of friend that yes. you would want as well. Exactly. So if one of your main goals is to have some really great friendships and to attract friendships into your life, you need to be the friend that you want. So mm. you need to be putting in effort. You need to be making other people feel good about themselves. Mm. You need to be fun to be around. You need yeah. to be the supportive friend. Always if you start time doing that. Exactly. It's like they say, you know, the law of attraction and everything. If you start putting that out there then it's going to start coming back mm. to you. And that's oh, like- that's another thing I want to say about confidence as well. Yeah. Is I feel like when you start becoming more confident and liking the person that you are more, people get more like attracted to you as yeah. well. Not even in like a 
sexual way. sexual sense but yeah. like friends start wanting to hang out with you more because you just have like this infectious energy yeah when you start liking yourself more people start liking you too exactly so. it's like positive grows more positive and negative yeah. grows more negative so. and i feel like i've probably said this on here before as well but i feel like in high school like it was so popular to like romanticize like depression and yeah. insecurities and stuff like that and i feel like now like self-love and everything is so and being su- and like girls supporting girls and yeah. all that in, in terms of friendship as well like not being so bitchy and everyone putting each other down and like ah, so you agree you think you're pretty like yeah. that kind of thing you know so i don't know i yeah i just think tips on great friendships be the friend that you want to have other than that we're very lucky we're very blessed shout out to all our amazing friends we've got a huge group of like legendary friends i Mm. think accepting people for the way that they are knowing who your friends really are knowing what you're going to get from them accepting their flaws accepting them the way that they are is a huge stepping stone to a real like true friendship and that kind of not unconditional love entirely but almost unconditional love you know yeah just knowing that okay this friend isn't going to be the one that will stick to plans but they love you so much and they're going to be here through for this and this and this. This yeah. isn't going to be the one that's going to go out and stay out with you all night long, but they're going to be a friend that will be good for this and this and this and this mm. is who they are and you love them regardless of that. I think trying to put – it's like a relationship as well. If you try and make one person everything to you, it's not going to work. So you need to realize that different people can be different things to you in your life. Yeah, that's and such a good way of putting it. Yeah, accept them for who they are and like acknowledge them for that part that they yeah. are, you know. All right, next one. How do you set boundaries with your closest people, in brackets, family and friends, on your dating life? This is a really good one. This is good. This is good. This is good. <laughs> this good one. is good. This is good. I think you just have to be really open with them. Like if they're giving too many comments on it, just be like, look, at the end of the day, it's my life and I'm kind of going to do what I want to do. I'm if on my I'm, journey. Yeah. <laughs> this is my if journey, I bitch. I want to be single and want to be dating around or whatever. That's up to me. You have no real say in that. Or if I am in this relationship and you're not the biggest fan of him, he's amazing to me. He makes me feel amazing about myself. Like keep your yeah. If you're If it. you're genuinely enjoying yourself and your current situation is making, making you happy, happy. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you know, we're always preaching putting your happiness first because if you're not happy if you're unhappy and you know hating life that's going to seep into all other aspects of your life and your friendships and it's going to affect other people around you so it's not really that selfish to prioritize your own happiness because you start being a shit friend shit daughter shit mother shit everything you know if you're unhappy so yeah i just think once again, like have a tactful conversation, be gentle with it and just be like, look, I'm really having fun or this person means a lot to me. It'd be great if you can be on board. I understand that you don't like them. You have every right to tell me I told you so at the end, but just support me right now while yeah. I'm having fun. And, you know, it's sometimes it's hard though, because what if this person was with someone that was literally ruining their life or something and they were blinded by loving yeah. them? It's so hard to know. So this you question know. could also be on if someone's single and people are like, why are you getting into a relationship yeah, as well? So- that's that true. conversation come into it as well and be like i'm happy being single yeah. I enjoy my own company stop putting pressure when the right on me person yeah around, it's the right person it's the right time yeah and i think everyone needs to realize that everyone has their own story and their own situation and their own timeline and yeah we're all working out like yeah i don't know learning and you learn from experiences and you learn from mistakes and yeah as much as it might be hard for the people around you to be you know to watch it happen especially because it's so much easier when you're outside of the situation to see things as they are you 
you yeah. know. But also some people can just be judgmental. So I yeah. don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to, yeah. to know which way, but yeah. Exactly. You do you, girl. I think as well, one thing for me is that like I'm a massive oversharer with like my friends and family. And so sometimes I get a lot of opinions back from that. And so I think That's sometimes so I may have said too much about someone. And a lot of the time, like if it's a new person you're dating, if it's someone like that, you kind of only say like the weird things they did or the annoying oh, things that they did so or something true, like that. Yeah. But they don't get to see the one-on-one time that you have with that person either and how great they can be. So I think sometimes just be very careful with what you're saying and with who you're saying it to. Like if you're even- constantly going to your friends and telling them, them about all the shit and the awful things that this person did and you're like you're running them through the coals and then like next minute you're like oh no like things are good now and your friend's kind of like hmm like realize that there's probably a reason for that yeah you probably did exactly. say too much either try and give like just as much positive as negative i do the same thing sometimes i like i need to keep my my cards a bit closer to my sleeve is that what it is my cards a bit close to my chest, chest. <laughs> it was like my heart on my sleeve and <laughs> oh no card up my sleeve got another card up my sleeve is that it got another yeah. card up my sleeve yeah trick up my sleeve trick so up many sleeve. like poker oh, references God. just cards everywhere I'm doing magic <laughs> tricks right now no one can say it <laughs> anyway yeah that's a tough one god some people's lives suck eh? <laughs> just joking guys joking all right coming from the girls with the dead mom <laughs> yeah exactly there's no grief questions. Guys, the next one about. is... Oh, my God, it literally is. <laughs> How do you guys laugh and joke your way through such hard situations? I want to have the same positive mindset about the shit things I go through. Love that. Okay, so hard news first. I think that a lot of the time it comes down to personality type. We are very sarcastic people and mm. we've always made a joke out of things. Like, that's just our personality. That's what I was going to say because I feel like you and I straight away we're making like silly jokes about mum after she passed whereas jade it took a little bit for her to start making jokes and still now she doesn't yeah. really make jokes sometimes now she she's still feels just a little bit less uncomfortable yeah. i mean you don't need to make full-on morbid jokes like we do about, like, about like, think, death and stuff. Yeah. I think we just don't like to take things too seriously. Like you and I are very much like we like to – we want to have a fun, positive life. And, and also like, humour is our coping mechanism, I think, Yeah, too. 100%. But it's there's so much shit going on in the world. It's like if you take everything so seriously, it's like you're just going to be rocking back and forth yeah. in fetal position And we literally would be because I feel like you and I, even though we're like quite, you know, fun, positive, kind of lighthearted people, we have the – ability and the tendency to feel things really deeply yeah. and heavily and we can get affected by negativity really strongly so, yeah like so we like fully spiral i remember yeah. actually the morning after mum passed away we were all crying in the living room and dad was like are you gonna be okay and i was like um and he's like i'm really worried about you and i was like yep well you should be yeah look at me now daddy <laughs> look at us now but you yeah, guys did like, not think that i'd be from- here right now did you <laughs> From both of our, like, personality types, no one thought that we would be dealing as well as we're dealing. Yeah, exactly. And it just goes to show, if you take drugs Miss every anxiety. single day. <laughs> Miss anxiety and depression over here. <laughs> Living our best lives. <laughs> Love it. No, but, um, yeah, I think you don't need to be, like, full hardcore morbid sense of humour, but <laughs> you just need to, like we're saying, you just try and put everything in perspective. You can either be, like, I think Chloe said it, the episode that we did about losing mum and dealing with grief and stuff. She said that she had this moment where she realised this situation isn't changing either way. We spoke about this so much at the time. Your situation is the way that it is, no matter what. You can't control that. You can only control the way that you deal with it and the way mm. that you react to it. So 
try to keep that in mind. All these things that happen to you, sometimes it sucks, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's the best thing ever and sometimes mm. it's the worst sometimes thing ever. Sometimes it's all happening at once, just shit thing after shit thing yeah. after shit thing. But, I mean, it just depends how you want your life to be. Do you exactly. want to just be constantly stressed? And, I mean, that's easier said than done. I genuinely feel like something just switched in my brain and made me view things differently. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, the, I think this is one of those things where we can give advice on and, yeah, it is easier said than done, but it's like we did fucking do it. Like the worst yeah. thing literally that could have happened to us happened to us and we are still able to be positive obviously we have our rough days and our rough times and we're still dealing with trauma about it and stuff like that but i think it's one of those things that if you actually want to do something about it you can it just takes work and it takes focus and you just gotta try you know mm. one thing that i actually have started doing which may make us lose followers again <laughs> but I've, I've been started... working out like where is saturn <laughs> In relation to the moon. And I go out and I ask the moon to tell no, me. No, it's not that. I've just been manifesting a lot. And oh, fuck, I would do that too. Affirmations. I sound like a dickhead, but first thing in the morning I read affirmations and I start my day like that. And another thing that Oh, I my do, God, i got to show you this superhuman app. You'll love it. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Another thing that I do, and this sounds so silly, but I've, I've seen it so many times, that if you smile, you can trick your brain into thinking that you're happy. And some days if I'm in a really shit mood or I just can't work out while I'm feeling like really down, I'll just like start smiling at myself in the mirror. Yeah, that's and then been whether, scientifically proven. Yeah. They like studied people's brains and stuff. Yeah. And then whether it's working or I'm just looking at myself smiling like a fool, I genuinely start like laughing and yeah. I feel better. I do that almost every morning, actually. I'll do like stupid dance moves in front of the <laughs> bathroom mirror and stuff and I just crack up and start I'm just like... All right, Lauren, you're such a big idiot. Love you. I love it. Um, Yeah, so that's the thing as well. And just be kind to yourself and be... Be your own best friend through these situations. If something shit has happened to you, what would your best friend say to you in this situation? Yeah. And yeah, talk to yourself like that and kind of coach yourself through these situations. And again, like I said before, with like your environment, don't like, yes, have a few days or weeks or months, however long you need to take to heal from this, but then don't just dwell in it. After yeah. that, like start exercising, start eating healthy, hanging out with friends, doing things that you love, listening to happy music, listening to funny podcasts, listening to like, try and jam mentally. as much positive stuff in yeah, there as possible. Yeah, because if you're like if you're going through something hard and then you're surrounding yourself with like like just say you're going through a breakup and you just keep watching the Notebook or something yeah. like that, like obviously listening you're not going to start your guys feeling song. any better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like little things like that. Start just trying to feel. Happier. And it's okay to, like Chloe said, it's okay to feel bad sometimes and stuff and to be easy on yourself, but yeah. don't, yeah, don't dwell in the negative. Okay. When a boy lies to you and you say he's <laughs> genuinely sorry, does he deserve another chance? Ooh, okay. I think it depends what the lie is. Yeah, and how big the does lie is. Does he have a wife and kids? Yeah, exactly. Probably not a second no, chance. No, he doesn't. I mean, like, maybe you get along really well with the wife and kids. And yeah, then... true. And they're all in on it. Yeah, exactly. And it's just news to you. And maybe one of the kids is named after you. Yeah, so... yeah exactly. <laughs> like Adam Levine style. I'm thinking about naming my new kid Sumner. Sumner is so random. I also think it depends on how good the relationship is. Like if you have a really good relationship and how much you value the relationship as well. Like if you think yeah. it could be coming something really special. And how long you've been together. Mm. If this is like a huge lie right at the start, yeah. like, I don't know, a bit of a red flag. If it's a little lie, if it's a little white lie that they lied to protect you. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's so it comes down to context. Yeah. So 
look at the context and I think deep down you know. And how it, sorry they are as well. Like if they're really trying to reach out yeah. and be like, look, I'm so sorry. Are they just saying sorry through words? Yeah. And they're just going through the motions of, oh, this is what I think I should do. So that's what I'm going to do. And then I don't really fucking care how it ends up. Yeah. How common is that? It's like they have this script that they go to and it's like they say all the right things. Like you're the best mm. thing that ever happened to me, but I totally understand and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But I think... Depending if it's just like a little like give them another chance and then keep your guard up a little bit and then you'll be able to see how sorry they really are when yeah. you're back together. If they just like kind of snap back into everything's normal and aren't really like apologetic, you'll be like, well, did even really care that you hurt me? Exactly. Like, and at the end of the day, just trust your gut. We spoke about that last yes. couple of episodes ago. That's what I did on Tuesday and sent me to the ER. So she trusted imagine if I had gone to sleep that night. I would have woken up and been like... Oh my god, imagine if you fucking died. Imagine if my kidney exploded. Imagine Imagine if you died. What would you do with the podcast? I'd I'd have to solve drum without you. <laughs> oh my god. I'm a what full group podcast then? Yeah, exactly. It's everyone in my life dies. <laughs> I'm like Medusa. I can't get close to anyone. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, geez, I don't know what I would do. It would be just me sitting in a dark room with a microphone like, <laughs> talking about Chloe's kidney. <laughs> Holding it in your hand. <laughs> the good one. All right, next one. I've been with my boyfriend for two years and two months. Oh, I was like, for two years and two months. <laughs> I've been with my boyfriend for two years and two months in, I drunkenly kissed someone else, but it meant nothing. Oh my God, I didn't realize the two months in part. Continue. We have such a good relationship now and weren't as serious at the time. But I recently had a conversation with him where he was talking about how he loves how I'm always honest with him. And now it's made me feel really guilty about keeping this from him. Do I tell him or will that ruin what we have over something that didn't mean anything to me and will never happen again? Well, I didn't realize that it was two months in and they've been together for two years. I don't My brain must have just skipped over that. I don't think tell them. It's been, what, a year and... I think this is one of those situations that, okay, like, yeah, if there's a chance that they could find out. A year and 10 months later. Yeah, like if it could come back, I don't know, you've got mutual friends or something and other people know, then you don't want them to feel like to find out another way and they feel like you kept something from them and it gives them trust issues and stuff, then maybe you tell them. But I think if the only reason, if it was like a little kiss that didn't mean anything when you guys weren't serious and now you're in a serious relationship with them. Like, I'm not condoning cheating at all. I think, obviously, you guys know that. But there is something to be said for if something is just going to make you feel better getting it yeah. off your chest, but it's going to make the other person feel shit yeah. and they love you and they want to be with you, but it's going to give them trust issues and, like, yeah. put the whole relationship into, like, That's I don't know. Exactly yeah, so I think you don't have to tell them if it literally was something that you did once, you'd never do again, you love this person so much and it was, like, it meant nothing. I don't know. I think it's you really need to weigh it up. You know, I just heard so many people say, oh, if my girlfriend or my boyfriend cheated on me like ages ago, it didn't mean anything. And I wouldn't want to know. There was never going to happen again. I yeah. would prefer not to know and 100%. live my life happily. Yeah. And having like a, a drunken kiss is you a know bit of a different mistake. thing. Yeah. It's a yeah. bit of a different thing than having a full blown affair or yeah. like actively cheat, like downloading a dating app or something like that. Yeah. Like messaging a girl for two weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like actively seeking someone out. I think as well, if you 
really feel like you can tell him, like it depends what he's like and what your relationship's like, if you know that he'll be like, oh, it was ages ago. Yeah. And you do want to be completely honest and he always goes on about how honest you are with him. Yeah. But if you're going to give him trust issues, which are going to affect your relationship and then possibly you guys break up in three months, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. So I think you guys, you will know what your guys' relationship is like. So, yeah, you make the decision at the end of the day. So tell him. <laughs> tell him, but tell him on an Instagram story and tag the guy that you kissed. Oh, mm. and tag us as well so we can see how it all goes out. <laughs> how to have a close-knit family like yours? Does that happen naturally or take work? First of all, have legendary Aww. parents. Second love of all, heart. we just made love hearts with our fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sound good. We just made love hearts with our fingers. <laughs> we just made love. We just made love with our fingers. <laughs> um, yeah, first of all, have incredible parents. Yeah. They're... I think that's how it started. But I think when you get into your adult years, it takes work. Like you've got to put in the effort. If you want to have a close yeah. relationship with your sisters and your parents, you have to put in the time and, and energy. Brothers. And brothers. And your uncles. And your Cousins. stepsister twice removed. Yeah. I also think if you want to have a close relationship with your parents, like if you're still young and you're in high school, um, start now. If you're any above age. It's over. <laughs> no, still. But okay. I think once you start talking, and I've said this before, once you start talking to your parents. Like friends. Like, or like friends or like human beings. Instead of talking to them like these crazy controlling like and don't be embarrassed by your parents as well that's my biggest pet peeve when people are embarrassed of their parents like fucking unless you've got like a literal psychotic republican parent or something then you can be embarrassed by them (laughs) guys by the way we have a lot of people that listen to the podcast in america and i was just listening to the episode when i was editing it last week and we always like talk shit on america we love america we're just talking about like the really right-wing trump supporter americans that are like all for guns guns, and all of that yeah exactly and the people you're them then we give you full permission to stop listening yeah (laughs) exactly but we we love america we love the whole world we love brussels especially (laughs) (laughs) let's go out to brussels yes so when i was like 15 i remember i had these um close girlfriends and these close guy friends and one of the guys had a free house and we all said that we were staying at different friends houses to stay at his house classic and had like a party there and then we all slept over there was this in Colorado? yeah yes i remember this but everyone said that they were staying at my house and i told mum where i was actually staying because She's me and mum were really close and i and she trusted I knew you. that she trusted me not to do anything and so one of my friends mum was quite strict at the time and she just kind of had an inkling that something was off because she was like oh, i'll pick you up from chloe's i'm going through the area and she's like oh no no i'll make my own way home we're going to the beach or something like that and and she's like, why don't you want me to pick you up? And then there was just kind of like dilemma. So then we had to like quickly leave his house, run down to the bus stop, get a bus to mine, get to mine before her mum drove here. Anyway, it was chaotic. It was stressful. And then everyone else's parents found out that we stayed at the boy's house. But my mum wasn't friends with the other mum's parents. And the other girl's parents. <laughs> the grandparents. Or the, or they were all <laughs> it was really weird. Um, so then they all got grounded. But because I told mum what I was doing, I was just... Absolutely chilling. Yeah, exactly. So I, I know that we were things. lucky because our parents weren't that strict and I am the youngest, so it's probably a little bit different because they dealt with a lot for you. But if you just go to your parents and you tell them a lot, they're going to appreciate that so much and they're going to start trusting you because you're telling yeah. them things. If you're lying to them all the time and they're catching you out on these lies, of course they're not going to have any trust in you. Yeah. And then that 
stays and continues into adult life. And then I have friends that... Also, our parents our parents were strict. They just weren't super strict. Yeah, like they, they were the they, perfect... Yeah. They weren't like hippie parents that were like, okay. Yeah, just let us go and thing. do like heroin or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I think if you just are open and you want to also view how you want your relationship to be with your parents as well. You don't yeah. want to be lying to your parents all the time. You want to have that... Same with your sisters. Like I remember when I got to the age where I started telling you that I was like drinking and like anything that was happening with boys and stuff, I would always come to you and talk to you about that. Yeah, a lot of open people... communication is probably yeah. number one tip. 100%. I think as well, like what we were saying about with friendships, because you want to have, you know, a close-knit family means being friends with your family and accepting people for how they are and knowing that sometimes your dad might make like an awkward comment here or your sister might be overprotective or your brother might pay you out sometimes but he really loves you deep down. I think you need to kind of accept people for the way that they are as well and just love them unconditionally and know that like they've got your back no matter what. And I think it's a mix of nature versus nurture. I think, yes, it does happen naturally sometimes. And it's a lot to do with the way that you were raised and how your parents brought you up and everything. But like Chloe was saying, it does have a lot to do with the effort that you put in and the communication that you have with your parents and your family. And yeah, and just spending time with them, spending quality time with your family, Yeah, play board games with them. Go out to dinners, go out to lunch, like just hang out with them. Yeah, beach days, just spending time. Call them on the phone, don't just text them. Have a group chat, like a – if you don't have a family group chat, like that's just weird, I guess, but (laughs) – and, and like send each other memes and stuff like that. Come up with personal jokes and everything. I don't know. What are some other, start a podcast with your family member. <laughs> Give your mum a weird name that no one else understands and call her a brave and courageous glow one. Exactly. Yeah. Come up with funny nicknames for each other. Is it ever okay to give second chances? Once again. It just totally depends on the situation. What did they do? Did they have the last piece of bread when you said that you wanted it? (laughs) Or did they sleep with your wife? Like, it's really difficult to know (laughs) what end of the spectrum. I think, of course, sometimes... Second chances are usually okay, but not third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, That's true. Second chances are okay. Third chances... What Let's is not it? do that. Um, Fool me once, once shame, shame on you. you. Fool me, me twice, shame, shame on me. me. What's the one where um, George W. Bush tries to say it? <laughs> fool me once, shame on me. A fool man can't get fooled again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's the beginning of a song. Yeah, because it was so fucking stupid, so yeah. they like sampled it. Okay, so obviously it depends on what you're giving them a second chance over. But yeah, maybe second chance, definitely not third chance. And I think deep down in your gut, you probably know whether they deserve a second chance or not. Yeah, exactly. And you also need to think about how it actually makes you feel and if you think that you can move past it. That's true. Because it's not fair on either of you if you give them a second chance, but then you're always holding it against them. That's so true. If they, like, cheated on you and you're like, okay, I want to make this work, but then you've got huge trust issues yeah, and, like, you actually can't get past it. It's not fair on you to have to deal with that and it's not fair on you saying that you forgive them, but you actually fully haven't yeah, forgiven them. so true. Good point. Tips on getting over someone that cheated on you and disrespected you. Oh, I think you have your answer right there. They cheated on you and they disrespected you. Yeah, like, take goodbye. Out the trash. Yeah, exactly. You're better I than that. I think as well, you have to remember that that's a reflection of them. Yeah. That's not a reflection of you. They're a piece of shit. Enough said. <laughs> yes. They cheated on you. They disrespected you. They're not worth your time. Don't give them a second chance. Don't give them a second thought. But then work on yourself so you've forgotten about them they're gone now just put all of your extra energy that you have into doing things that you love spending time with your friends working on your self-love working on your self-confidence all of that good stuff 
because you don't need that negative energy in your life mm. anymore. And I think, yeah, don't focus on them and what you've lost because you haven't lost anything. You don't want to be with someone that would cheat on you and disrespect you. So it's not about you losing something. It's about them losing something and yeah. just make it the best thing that they could possibly have ever lost. Also, but- how much better would it be for them to be viewing your life and you're just like, yep, exactly. I'm, done. I'm living my best life. You're the one that lost me, you stupid fool. Exactly. I am thriving. Yeah, take this time to make your life, like, absolutely amazing. Yeah, and then just imagine the other way if they were like, oh, she's so sad. I was the best she thing was, that ever happened yeah, to her. like, she'll never get over me, blah, blah, blah. Like, totally. No, I'll get over you in a second, baby doll. Last question. Tips for living a happy, fun life. You guys seem to have it sorted. Hell yeah, yeah. we do. <laughs> listen to the over drinks podcast yes that will make your life a lot more fun um Um, yeah i feel like we've said this in so many of these answers but make sure you spend time with your friends do things that make you happy spend time with your family positivity as much as possible Mm. inject that good stuff into your life inject alcohol into you alcohol makes me happy tequila shots that's great Mm. dancing that's good Kissing boys. Floor. Kissing boys. All girls. Yeah, kissing whoever you or want. both at the same time. Yeah, three-way kiss. That's always fun. It's always fun. Fun life. <laughs> the pillars of the overdrinks principles are confidence and self-love. <laughs> I positivity, hate this. Positivity. Tequila. And... <laughs> listening to the Overdrinks podcast. <laughs> and those are the four four steps to a happy life. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we'll leave you on that. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Okay, guys. Update alert. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it really escalated it from escalated the last time when I was in hospital. Well, because we recorded everything that you guys just heard on the Thursday night and yeah. it's now Tuesday night and this yeah. took place on the Friday. So on Thursday night I went home, everything was fine. I went to sleep pretty early because I still wasn't feeling 100% and then I woke up at 4.30 and I was just in agony. Like I felt like my brain was like 10 sizes too big for my head and behind my eyes was really sore and like my whole neck and everything was really stiff and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Couldn't get back to sleep. And the weirdest thing as well, is that I woke up in the middle of the night and my head just went meningitis. And I was, I don't know what meningitis is. I've never had meningitis, haven't really heard of it. But my brain just kept saying meningitis over and over again. See, guys, she trusted her gut. Yeah. And then I went, I couldn't get back to sleep, so I was just tossing and turning. I got up and had some um, painkillers. They didn't do anything. And then I was going to wake Faith up and I was like, nah, I'm just being dramatic. I'll be fine. And then... She woke me up to go for a swim in the morning and I was like, I actually don't think I can. I'm, I'm in so much pain. She's like, what's wrong? She's like, do you want me to take you back to hospital? I was like, no, I said I was going to work today. Like I need to work. They went for a swim. I didn't get out of the car. And then we went and got a coffee. I didn't get a coffee. And then we got back here and the girls were like, you do not seem normal. Like we've got to take you back to hospital. I was like, I don't want to go back to hospital. It's so dramatic. And then our neighbor's a nurse. So I was like, I'll just message her and see what she thinks. And I like wrote a bunch of my symptoms. I had a rash all over my body as well. Mm. And she immediately called me and was like, Chloe, get back down to hospital. It sounds like you've got meningitis. And I was like, I knew it. I didn't <laughs> need to message you. I already knew that this is what I had. Anyway. It was like and then, inside her brain. Yeah. And then I went back down to the hospital. They ran some tests. Um, They asked me a bunch of questions. And then after I saw the triage nurse, when I had to go and see the doctor, it was like it really escalated all these things that he was saying to me. At first I thought he said that I needed to get a needle in my brain. And I was like, "Um, (laughs) do I go under for that? And he was like, 
no, it's just a little bit uncomfortable, but we'll put you on the local anesthetic. And I was like, oh, okay. And I fully started spiraling. And then I was like, because I didn't want to tell like the family or Lauren until I had some answers because I didn't want to stress them out. And then I got the answers and that was stressful as fuck. So I like called Lauren. I was like, hey, something not that great's happening right now. Something that's so true. <laughs> and then she ended up coming down. And luckily she was with me when I had to get a spinal tap. Yeah. So they had to extract fluids from my spine. I had to be in my fetal position. They put the anesthetic in and into that was excruciating into my spine. They put it in two places. So I felt the needle go into my spine, come out, go back in. But so they painful. let me like stay in the room with her. Yeah. And she's like making me crack up. I was like, Lauren, <laughs> he has a metal rod through my spine right now. Do not make me laugh. It's just taking your mind off it. I was cracking yeah, the doctor and the much. nurse up too. Yeah. I was just practicing <laughs> my material laughing. for my one-man show. Like, he should not be laughing right now when he needs a steady hand. <laughs> Chloe, he couldn't help himself. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It was so good, was... though, that they let us because Jay thought that, like, you'd have to be in there by you yourself. Have to be by yourself. Yeah, yeah, they let me, like, stay in there and hold your hands and stuff like that. Yeah. And work was... on my material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they also took me into, like, a isolated room. Yeah, and it was like that um, was so scary. separated from everyone else. And when you close the door, like, it's like an airtight room. Yeah, because they weren't sure, like, if I had some hectic viral disease. Yeah, literally, so when I walked time. in there, it was just so because the girls had taken you there again. And when My I got angels. there, yeah, and they were like, Oh, are you okay? Are you all right? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, like, I'm all right. I just want to make sure she's okay, blah, blah. And then, like, as soon as I like walked in, I just burst into tears. And I, yeah. It was just so fucking I mean, triggering. Yeah, I had all the things connected to my chest as well. um, My little baby sees. It was pretty hectic. I'm so tough and strong. She was so brave, guys. I was very, very, very proud of her. Yeah. Another night in hospital. So that's two nights in hospital last week. Completely unrelated. They weren't related. How crazy is that? The doctor said they were doing all these tests because they were like, it's a huge coincidence that you were just in here two days ago for a bacterial infection. And now you've got Mm. a viral one. Like we're going to check if they're connected and stuff. So we were in there. I got there at three and didn't leave until like 1 a.m. Chloe got in there at 11, did you, Chloe? Yeah, 11 a.m. 11 and didn't get, she had to stay there overnight and didn't get discharged until, until the next Saturday. day. Yeah. Yeah, but, it was pretty hectic. So it was and actually completely me- unrelated and a complete coincidence. Yeah. They didn't even give me any like medication for it. Like my body's just going to heal itself. They just gave me some endone to go home with, which I'm so thankful for because it's so, so painful. Oh, by the way, meningitis is um swelling on the brain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't Probably say that. So that. meningitis is actually super serious and there's two different types. There's bacterial and viral meningitis. And luckily, Chloe had viral meningitis, which is still really serious. Which is less but it's less yeah. severe and less deadly than bacteria. So when my neighbor called me and told me to go straight down to hospital, I was with Faith and Bridget and they were like, and I was like, she thinks I have meningitis. And so when we're driving to the hospital, Bridget's Googling meningitis. And she's <laughs> like, this isn't looking good. And then when I get to the hospital, I was like, so it is three hours to the live. doctors think it's meningitis. And I was like, I'm just going to Google what meningitis is. And they both look at me and they're like, don't. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's a great sign. Yeah, because the weirdest thing is because last week I don't know whether I don't think we mentioned this on the podcast but last week after our weekend out in the city me Elise and Chloe all and Brie actually as well apparently Mm. all got really sick 
And then we were trying to work out, like, could we have all had the same thing? And we're like, oh, no, she has a kidney infection. Like, I doubt we've got that and stuff. Yeah. But the doctor was saying, I can't remember what the virus was because it had, like, a medical name. But we caught, he, he reckons a virus has caused Chloe's meningitis but has probably also caused all of our other sicknesses, but it affected us all in different ways. And he's like, it can cause tonsillitis, which is what I had. And as you can hear mm. now, my voice is like almost completely gone. And then it can mm. cause like coughing, cold and flu symptoms, can cause all this stuff. And he said, and in very rare cases, it can <laughs> cause meningitis. And we're like, oh, okay, of course. Never do anything half us, I uh, tell you. Seriously. But, um, go yeah, hard or go home. It was so go scary. Yeah, exactly. We literally thought Chloe <laughs> may true, die yeah. and I was going to have to go solo on the podcast after joking about it earlier in the week. <laughs> I've never been to the hospital for an overnight stay and then I go two nights in the same week. I know, you just Separate nights, enough. separate diseases. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, another hectic thing that happened was when I was leaving the hospital, they came to take my cannula out, which is like the little needle that they put in your arm so that they don't have to keep mm. that stays in there. And she took that out and then I like got out of the road, put my normal clothes back on and they had brought me like food, but I didn't eat any of it. And when I was leaving, I was like, maybe I'll take a banana with me. And I picked up the banana and I was like, ew, what the fuck? Why is it covered in blood? And I thought it was just like super unhygienic. I was like, surely they would have seen that when they were putting it in my room. And then I was like, oh, wait. And then I looked at my arm and my arm is just gushing blood. It's I didn't know all about the down banana. my hands. It's gone all over my shorts, everywhere. And I was like, um, fuck. So I like went out to the nurses. I was like, um, and I looked at my arm and she was like, oh, we've got a leaker. I was like, ew. <laughs> oh and then I had to fix it again. But I was just like, oh, my God. And now I've got like freaking track marks on my arm. Oh, my God. Girl, you have been in the absolute wars. I know. <laughs> I think the bloody banana is the worst part of this whole thing. <laughs> it is. I left it there and I was like, because I didn't want to put it in my bag then because it was covered in blood. But then I was like, is this pretty hectic for them to come into? Like, but they deal with blood all the time. It's better than dealing with it than me. Bloody banana, though. That's so <laughs> Bloody funny. bananas. Bloody bananas. Oh, but anyway, yeah, we had to update you guys. on Because uh, yeah. <laughs> things took a dark, dark turn. We thought we'd better update you again because we had pre-recorded this. It would have been a long time before we got to update you about it. So yeah. we've got to keep you guys updated, you know. <laughs> I'm on the mend, guys, hopefully. Pray hopefully for no more trips to hospital before the next episode. Oh, my God. Seriously. I don't promise anything. All right, well, we're so glad that Chloe survived and she's not dead because that would suck. (laughs) All right, we'll leave you with that, guys. All right, bye. Bye.